Hello. Ashley Manning is going to be back from, uh, she was taking a, a self-defense course. You know that like Mr. Miyagi wax on, wax off stuff? She was learning mm -hmm. that. Um, oh, wow. That's super effective uh, when it comes to uh, stubborn stains. Indeed. And, I was, and also uh, into defeating bullies who later go on to somehow become an anti-hero in a show that I've heard a lot about but actually haven't watched any of. Very watchable. The first, the first two seasons, especially, really capture that like '80s uh, sense of like fun and ridiculousness, and like the lowest stakes, but also good. We started without you because it's late here. How are you? How? That's was fair. No, I didn't expect you to wait for me. Sorry, I couldn't be here any arts. earlier. We're talking <laughs> over each other. It's wonderful. Ah. That's right. Um, how? How was your canoe lesson? My canoe lesson was fabulous. Um, I learned how much you can get taxed before you get chucked out of the canoe. I don't know. I was in a finance seminar. <laughs> <laughs> how much? What did you learn about? Um, it's sort of to help us with freelance financing um, with the work I'm doing. So it, it was really frustrating because we had a mental health one as well. And I totally would have sacked that off to come and do the first session of this. But the finance one was the one that clashed with this. And that's the one where I'm like, yeah, I, I need that help. <laughs> yeah, that's handy stuff. That's stuff the, that I'm yeah, trying to learn sure. more about at all um, times. And we because... got like a whole interactive spreadsheet where you just like put in all your things and it just magically does everything for you. And I'm just, it's, it was worth missing the first session of this for that alone. <laughs> you hear that, Troggies? That's how little she thinks of you. She'd rather no, look at a spreadsheet a than spreadsheet. talk to you. <laughs> A spreadsheet yeah. over no, Troggy. My guy, God. This, this finance guy was so accessible. He referred to it as a spreadsheety thing. And I was just like, you know what? You're on my level. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> how, it's how like it's like when you call a kid's injury an ouchie. It's like, yeah. yeah, this is what I'm talking about. This is how I communicate as an adult. <laughs> Let's talk about your teacher. Uh, was he anything like Mr. Bergstrom from The Simpsons? Was that the name of Dustin Hoffman's character? Chris, verify. Oh, the uh, the inspirational one that Lisa fell in love with? Correct. I uh, I, his, his name is lost. His name is lost to me. Alex Watson is yelling it at the screen right now. Yeah. Um, he but he was very, very lovable. He was very lovable. Ashley, I had a crush on him. Ashley, how like, do you think anyone in the class had a crush on your seminar leader? A crushy I mean, I wushy, sort of did, will. but then oh. I have a crush on everyone, so <laughs> as we fucking know. Um, God, I oh, put I wasn't my even... foot in it in last week's episodes, didn't I? <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I wasn't, <laughs> wasn't going to bring so, it up. Well, you know what? I fucked it already, so who cares? Um, <laughs> Troggies, for any of you who uh, were listening to last week's show. What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you what are you doing? What are you... No, I'm not, I'm not going to name anyone. Oh, my I'm God. I'm just going to say that as oh my I got God. several guesses from other places, and uh, somebody clocked it and apparently outed me in a group chat of comedians to the point where I then went to a comedy gig the other night, and one of one of the people who is associated with that group of comedians came up to me and said, so I hear you've taken a shine to so-and-so. To make you feel better. One, you're doing the math wrong because the same person that brought it up in the group chat mm -mm. is the person you saw. Nope. No, it's not. Then the person that brought it up in the group chat 
was told by that person. Let me say this. No. The person that you saw at the gig is a mega shit stirrer. Yeah, he's I the smell. best. I do know yeah. that. He I do is. know that. Um, but oh. that person claimed <laughs> that he love. was able to see it because he happened to be there on the night. So, oh. uh, you oh. know, here we are. <laughs> so good. So wonderful. So good. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> so great. And also kind of like nice to be like, Hey, comics listen sometimes. That's nice. You know what? <laughs> it's the first positive acknowledgement of my existence I've had from the Scottish comedy industry <laughs> since I Wait, basically got hung industry? out for a witch burning. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was three years ago at this point. I know, but I Is thought it... because of all of that, nobody paid any... I, I was full certain I was muted on everybody's Twitter. Madam, are you aware of how many cancelings the United Kingdom comedy scene has had since that incident? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, We've had, I, think, I think there were two pedos that were outed since then. Yeah, but oh I'm worse than a pedo because I'm like Ashley. talking out against pedos is worse than being a pedo. You're forgetting that that's how the rules of the entertainment industry works. Yeah, no, that's hard to argue. That's yeah, yeah. Louis C.K.'s back in work. The people who came out against him are not. To be fair, they famously weren't working. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't. I, I don't. I didn't know who they were. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, I was about to. I was like, I don't know how to blow back on this, but like, I know who a few of the anonymous people are, and they are all very much working. They are very I, all high level people. That I had a very interesting conversation this week with somebody who is related to one of the victims of Kevin Spacey. Um, oh. As in, like, work related or like family related? Family related. A. And so that was very interesting. I can't say I don't. I don't think I'm really able to say anything more than that. But apparently, there's going to be a documentary. Um, yeah. Oh my god! That sounds right. Yeah. Exciting. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I had two. That day in work was really odd. I had two conversations that just like exploded my brain a little bit because there was that one i was just like whoa, okay. And then there was another one where I was working with this girl, and I've been working with her a little bit. She's very different to me um mm. we have totally different life priorities mm. um she would she i find her really glamorous and she's really lovely and and sort of makes an effort with her appearance all the time and all this sort of thing but mm. in a way that i would just wouldn't be arse doing you know but mm. the flip side of that is that i always feel dead scruffy around her there's two women that work out out in this place that uh, are just really really like glamorous um and i always feel really scruffy but then i'm also just like fuck it i kind of like that part of me is being scruffy um <laughs> there's that kind of time you know what i mean yeah but also but like, i i would never think of you as a scruffy person yeah like where are you hanging out you don't like <laughs> the the john the, the the woman that you and i lived with um who works in cameras I think of her as kind of like a scruffy person. She just kind of like <laughs> just hangs out, <laughs> yeah, 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 shows yeah, up yeah, and yeah. like really doesn't put the work in and like it suits her. She's great. But like I would never oh, yeah. I would never yeah. consider you to be scruffy. That's a I, these people must be yeah. like Catherine Ryan on a on a these fucking red are, carpet. I'll give away one detail about them is that they are cabin crew uh, in in their usual work. So they, are you working on below deck? No. Yeah, are you doing below deck? Are you below decking the show? No, they're having her on planes. <laughs> oh, exactly I mean, I know some of them too, and they're not. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway, these girls if are anything, really, really glamorous. Wow, good for them. Anyway, the conversation I had with her. Oh. I had to fully catch myself out on this one was uh, because I, I judged so quickly. But she basically, we do a lot of lifting in this job. And Yo. she came in this day and she said, I'm not really able to do the lifting of the boxes today because I've had a procedure done on my arms. I was just like, that's fine. You know, absolutely do not try and lift anything. I'll do all the lifting today. That's grand. And uh, as the day went on, I found out that that procedure was that she had gotten Botox into her arms to stop her from sweating. Oh, that's so dangerous. That's real bad for you. Well, here's the thing. I thought that and I thought what a superficial thing to spend your money on and like sweating is normal. Why would you feel that, yeah. you know, I, I just really, really went to that place. But as the day went on, she was telling me more and more and more because I was just like, can you please tell me more about that? That's fascinating. And she said that it's not like Botox that you kind of get done to your face. Yeah, it doesn't give you fat lips. No, it doesn't mm -hmm. do that sort of thing. It basically sends a message to your sweat glands that stops them from thinking that they need to sweat when they don't. And she basically was, she ended up telling me that she has actually hyperactive sweat glands and she sweats loads and it causes her a lot of like skin, physical discomfort. And oh she's always felt that she could never wear anything other than black because she would end up with big sweat marks. And I, and the more she was telling me, the more I was just like, whoa, okay, this isn't the superficial silly thing that I thought it was. Mm. Um, and then she said one thing that I was just like, that's me absolutely caught out. And you know what? I was so wrong for at the beginning of this conversation, because what she said to me was because uh, she told me about a few other little procedure things that she'd done. She or she had her nose done um, and she'd had uh, a bit of she gets tanning done quite regularly and she gets her eyebrows laminated and haven't even heard of that. What is that last one? <laughs> Eyebrow you getting your eyebrows one. laminated is where you get them like I'm not fully sure what it is, but you get them like, <laughs> <laughs> you get them sort of pressed up so that they they grow the right way or something. Want, Instead of okay, growing I mean, downwards, they grow upwards. I, oh, I don't so is it is it like putting a trestle on ivy so it grows up instead of across your yeah, lawn? I guess yeah. I don't really know. I have no idea. Okay. Um, but she, so she said up. she got like a few other things done. And then uh, she said this, she just said, I like to spend my money on things that give me confidence. And I went, nice. you know what? You just fucking beat me. That's <laughs> such a valid reason to do anything. Mm, John, no one's talking. You can just talk. <laughs> I, eyebrow lamination <laughs> is essentially a perm for your eyebrows. Yes, that's what it is. Thank you. I knew there was a better way to describe it. I just couldn't think of it. Yeah. I will say I might get this done. Um, because I Listen, am losing I hair live. on this eyebrow. I'm currently oh, yeah. doing a regrowth serum treatment. I'm trying to grow it back. Yeah, come on, eyebrow. Back, I might go and get them laminated because it's meant to be quite good for them. Fair enough. It's rare that you hear this procedure is actually quite good for what I'm getting it. It's normally maybe, like, not, maybe that's bullshit. I really don't yeah. know. <laughs> Actually, I know a lot of people that have had plastic surgery. None of them regret it. None of them. Yeah. They, this is the they thing. all have it's had. Like, I live in LA. 
so many so many comedians chris knows so many male comedians chris knows so many named john hastings have had botox no but no there are like a shitload of people and it's so prevalent everywhere like i thought it was only like london so many people are doing it wild stuff go nuts yeah get a boob job get a boob job I, I yes and no because it's like it's some of it is like for a time and then like you can kind of like decide where you're at but some mm-hmm. of the forever stuff it's it's like getting a big back tattoo and it's like this is is this how you want to look forever like there was a there was a uh, um I mean this is an extreme example but I was uh, I was uh, sitting with my, my roommate last night and we um we're playing name that tune. We're all just drinking. And one of us would just put on songs and the other two, like I'm a big music nerd and my, my roommate's friend is a big music nerd. So we're just going head to head, seeing who could name bands first. And, uh, we did it for fucking three hours. It was so fun. And, um, might as well be walking on the sun. Um, all star. Correct. But ICP came on. And they were, and they told me about this guy. Uh, the insane, uh, Ashley, do you know the insane clown posse? No. Oh, good. good. Oh. It's just one of the few times where I'm like, you know what? You nailed it for not knowing who this is. <laughs> uh, they're terrible. Uh, I'm convinced that they're a uh, high level performance art group, uh, uh, no. deeply postmodernist performance art. It's but so no, no one agrees with me. Uh, they're, right. um, but they, uh, they wear yes, like you know. heavy clown makeup and they have fans. We've talked about the juggalos on here before who are their fans. Um, but one of the juggalos got clown tattoos on his face. Mm-hmm. So he pulled oh, like no, mouth no, 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 rectangles no. and then eyebrows up here yeah. tattooed. And he said since he's like, yeah, that was, uh, that was a mistake that, that I, I, I overcommitted shit, to this one. I got, I got caught up in the moment and I uh, fucked my face up forever. Uh, that would ruin your really life. Good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Met, there's nothing you can, you have to only date juggalos. Now you have just fully restricted yourself to the juggalo lifestyle. Here's what you have to do. Hey, ready? You gotta be in shape. You gotta work on that personality, and you gotta wear a lot of hats <laughs> and a lot of sunglasses. And then at a certain point, you gotta go. Listen, we've all he had a past. Must be he must be getting some sort of laser removal done as well. It's his it's his, his face. whole face. Like, look, I, I'm I'm on my phone, so I can't bring stuff up. But can someone just look up look ICP up. face tattoo? You'll know exactly the one that it is. It's like a young guy. It's all black, and he's got two rectangles over his eyes. And there is I mean, no hat say, or sunglasses combination. For this. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, know, I know the one guy he's talking about. They have a I've found it. I have found it. Found, Do you know oh, what? It looks very faded. It looks like he's not faded it. enough. But still definitely there. I know he's tried to have like tattoo removal stuff on it, but there's no combination of there's there's no accent piece that can distract from this face tattoo. Um and so, like with with stuff with stuff that's forever like that, if it's especially if it's like cosmetic, I'm a li- I'm I'm where, and I can I'm totally open to being wrong and being proven wrong on this, but that's so, my my instinct. Is it this guy? Yeah, it's that guy. I mean, this guy. This is him on the right. I presume a lot more recently, and it, now his face just looks smudged. 
Yeah. Can you make it bigger? Can you like actually like open the thing? Just right click view file. Photo. It looks like he's in a karate gi. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus oh, Christ, amazing. Man. Because also one of the insane clown posse members, as pictured there, sees this photo and is like, "This guy's a fucking idiot. He should not have done this. It's so embarrassing for him." And it's very funny. It's got to be weird that. when when you have like fans and you love your fans, but then you see a few and you go, "Ah, that guy. Ah, uh, no." Yeah, it's a bit. I I can't get this to come up bigger. Sorry. That's all right. But yeah, if you're if you're watching the video, then you thought, if you're image. if you're if you're listening, then um, just imagine a terrible clown face tattoo, and you're right there. Good job, you nailed it. It's really bad. Chris, Ashley, what this made me remind be reminded of. Oh God, here comes the yawn. Um, here's what I am reminded of: a very weird uh, "Don't Drink" ad from Canadian television when I was a youth. Do you remember this ad, Chris, with the guy with the nipple tattoo? And he woke up in like a motel room and there's like a hot lady showering. And he's like, oh, I got a I got a nipple uh, piercing. That's not a big deal. And then he looks over and it's like a girl's number. And he's like, that's wicked. And then it turns out he's a giant back piece tattoo. Mm -hmm. say this. What was what, that only sold me getting drunk right there? Is I was like, that seems to make, <laughs> that makes getting drunk look that guy looks like he had a good night. This guy, <laughs> that, guy got a, that guy got that guy got the bang a lady, that guy got a free tattoo and a free nipple piercing. Like, what we don't know what that else? it was free, we, we didn't see his credit card. Yeah, you don't yeah. get to see him open his banking app and go, yeah. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he didn't even look that hungover. I'm going to say it right now. I he did make you look uh, fine. He just looked a little groggy. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah, I am. Um, I I haven't. Yeah. I haven't really been drinking for about two weeks. I had like two beers last night, but um, I'm not really drinking three. because because I can't. Yeah, but before like I've had I've had three beers total in the last two weeks. Um. <laughs> And uh, it's, uh, it's, and even then it's just like, I'm not like quitting, quitting. I just like, because I have to wake up in the morning and I have to work day sure. shifts and then try to do shows at night. I just need energy that drinking mm. saps me of in my sleep. And I am annoyed at how much better I feel. Yeah. Uh, I'm mad. I don't <laughs> like it. I didn't want it to work. Uh, yeah. But God damn. I had God the opposite damn. experience this week because I went on Wednesday. I was working a children's show in the afternoon, which I have to really? say, those little children doing stand up can give Red Raw a run for their money. Some of them were too good. Really? <laughs> like, Absolutely good. They were so good. <laughs> the generation after generation Z is going to be so done with the culture war. Do you understand that we are seven away years away from just people being like, Oh uh, well, what about uh, the, 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 and it'll be like we're not doing that anymore, Grandpa. Mm -hmm. Oh, I cannot wait. I cannot mm -hmm. fucking wait. Generation um, after, um, we need to really consider. Actually, we don't. Okay, that's oh, gonna be awesome. Yeah, they were great. They were so so good. Um, and then that finished at three, and I had nothing to do for the rest of the day. So uh -oh. I went home Got and then shittered. planned to meet a friend for, at a bar made him half an hour late for work and <laughs> <laughs> just went down to my work again and just drank for the rest of the evening um nice. but I mean, then woke up on friday morning 
or Thursday morning, Friday morning, I forget oh, what day it was. Um, whichever day it was, the next day, woke up and went to work. I woke up before my alarm, like half seven in the morning, went to yeah. work, had a whole day of work, and then had a whole evening of work as well. And I felt really, really great all day. And I was just like, fuck it, I can do anything. Nice. <laughs> like, that's, that's that lulls you into a full sense of security, though. Yeah, I always <laughs> feel like my body gives me one of those. Where it's like, hey, man, you've earned this. You can do this. Yeah, you're You fine. go get it. But I know that if I do it for a second day in a row, I'm just going to be yeah. like wrecked. Like, no, like I, I went from having, it's not like I was drinking seriously. I'd be like, go to a comedy club and have a beer. Yeah. And I just, it's not like I'd wake up hungover or anything, but I just didn't have like, and like my alarm would go off and I'd be like, ugh. And now since I'm not drinking, like I'm waking up five minutes before my alarm at 730 in the morning every day, exercising immediately uh then like i do a crossword and take a shower and read and i just feel like a alert i crossword. would just oh yeah he's an, a loser i would like i love crosswords get... they're so good Go fuck yourself. eat my butt they're uh, so good see you in hell yeah there we go <laughs> i mean i, I uh... like a crossword but i don't uh... try and do one in the morning before oh I go okay well yeah see you too ah uh... ah uh... No talk of boring ass crosswords. Hi, everybody. Let's get to it, huh? Finally, back to what this stream originally was. Hey, humdrum, let's get what? We um we actually got a uh, we we got a strike on our YouTube channel for that. Oh come on! Is that true? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our video got taken down because we played that song two episodes ago. That's so I'm funny. I'm gonna say this right now. I will lose that YouTube channel to continue playing the Thomas song. No, <laughs> it's the it's gonna be taken down. I didn't. I didn't silence the part. I, I didn't read too deep into the the copyright strike, but we definitely got like they were mad because we had other ones as well Does where it was like not affected, didn't matter. Uh, but that one for some reason, Thomas the Tank Engine, they are fucking serious about not playing their song. Okay, so we uh, should not use it anymore so that we don't have to edit it out. <laughs> disagree, hard disagree, hard disagree. I say yes because John doesn't do any of the editing. John doesn't yeah. do any of that <laughs> stuff. Well so he's no, like, yeah, no, who no, gives no, a no, shit? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is leave it in. Just leave but it, it in. takes the whole episode down. Well. Uh, that's the price we're going to have to pay for integrity. <laughs> I think your understanding of integrity and YouTube's understanding of integrity are totally different things. <laughs> YouTube has no interest in integrity. Uh, there we go. Thank you very much, uh, I think I smell a job for Mr. David Hoare. We need him to remake the topic. Because <laughs> I am oh, not doing this without that. that. This is great because we'll find out if David so still listens. <laughs> in, oh no i'm sending um, i'm sending him an email <laughs> there's so many people uh for their their tour shows or their friend shows and stuff who have gotten people to make a song that sounds really similar to uh, a piece of music so that they don't get the dvla strike when they put oh it the nice nice groups i yeah john have, kearns I, did it and, hilarious uh, Amy 60 asked john kearns 
Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's there's loads of them. So, because there's a secret joke in my show, which is the pre-show music is just different covers of the times there are a changing. And then my <laughs> walk-on music is David Hoare playing the song, but he cho- we changed the words to and the times they are, John Hastings, and then I walk on, <laughs> and then it closes on Bob Dylan's song. No one has gotten it yet, and it makes me happy. That's excellent. Every that's very time. silly. I've heard one guy go, "What the?" And that's it. And it's <laughs> but it makes me happy so much. Also, that's excellent. Disparate amount of versions of the times there are or uh, changing. By the way, a punk version and yep. a gospel version. Tears, Ashley. You will piss tears out of your fucking eye pussies. I can't wait. I can't. You're playing a you're playing a song that makes people want to piss tears out of their eye pussies before your comedy show. No, no, just Ashley. After. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. no, no, <laughs> right before. Before, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. um, the first, not out of sadness, out of big beauty, swing. Out of the beauty of their goddamn voices. Just, God damn it, these people can sing, and the times they're right. changing. Um. Best version of the times they are changing, Simon and Garfunkel's. Both of you would love it. It's depressing as fuck. I do love Simon and Garfunkel. Oh my god, I love. I've been I listening to weirdly upbeat Simon. music this this past month or so. Look at you, Ashley. Look, I think my Spotify Unwrapped is going to be totally different this year. Oh, good. <laughs> Or want, I'm gonna have a hard fall releasing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say if you want to go back, if you want to go back to the sads, you can't Simon and Garfunkel fucking rule. And let yeah. me tell you who stinks. Paul Simon. Paul Simon, you know what? Let me introduce you to something. It's called the bin. And you can jog onto it and do one in the bin, you fucking toilet. You're a toilet. Why? Because he refused to carry that dead weight of Art Garfunkel around. Okay. Well, I'll see you in oh. Africa where you and Paul Simon can appropriate some music. Goodbye, Chris. Oh, Oh, Chris Betts isn't on the program right now because he, he, he likes the Grace Light Ale. So what did you guys argue about before I got here? What was in the first Our penis sizes. We were trying to guess the length of our penises and we both said 11 inches around and giggled for 45 minutes. (laughs) It's the early, the earlier in the week episode, the Sunday episode is very like, I, we hit so many different topics. That about 30 minutes in, I briefly considered whether we both have ADHD. <laughs> no. We bounced <laughs> so fast and so, so, fast. Hard so, uh, so hard to different great. things. I was like, "We're this isn't good. This is bad. No, I disagree. Right. I disagree. I actually was keeping track. And there, unfortunately, was an, a weird... You could find a line. It basically went like this. What the fuck are they? I'd love whoa, to see whoa, like whoa, a visual whoa. representation of our conversations. One in particular was like, okay, here we go. Oh my, here. Oh, ah, oh, oh. Oh, the yeah, it was like it was like the Windows 94 tube screensaver. Um, oh my god. But- yes. Oh my god, you remember the thing, the maze thing that you could go through? Wasn't that the shit? That you could go through. I remember like making a maze, but screensaver thing. No, am I am I imagining this? The Windows screensavers. Well, yeah, Ashley's the young one in the group. Yeah, Ashley's the cool young one. We had different screensavers. Our screensavers were either the logo of the company that provided the software bouncing around, and you waited for it to hit the corner. Oh no! Yeah, I had that one. Yeah, stars. Like if you were on a spaceship, Mm -hmm. of course. The classic. Um, 
and like like trance music background videos okay, uh, stuff, so stuff that like is just shapes um, and colors like evolving into each other I'm gonna mm-hmm. find this. I know I'm not making this up. Okay, Windows there was always a, there was also that one where, which was two koalas sixty ing Yeah, and then one of them squirts, and you oh go, God, "Whoa, yeah, right. whoa!" Does it also it's have Windows ninety five 3D maze screensaver? This is so cool! Oh my god, it's so much nostalgia so quickly. <laughs> or is it? Are you gonna show it to us, or are you just yes, gonna watch yeah, this? Yeah, sorry, maze? I'm bringing it up. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I liked it better. I like just I liked watching having a reaction video in one corner of the show. All right, look at this now. Bearing in mind, this is just a video. Oh of it, my but When you god. had it on, when you had it on your computer, you could control it when it was in screensaver mode. Two, oh wow! This is what the two. This is what the two. Oh. Look like. So we had this, and uh, we couldn't control it, but we thought we could. Oh, that was maybe hard. that was. <laughs> maybe it was the same. So for anyone just oh, listening, it's, it's, the, it's the one that's all the brick walls and the yellow ground, and it looks like a Doom <laughs> level. Uh-huh. And yeah, we would act like we were controlling it, but we were not controlling it. Ashley just, just thinks you can control it. There's such a good chance that yeah. I was Almost Almost 100%. <laughs> How much do you it's want to bet you? It's like when you give this? the younger brother an unplugged controller when you're playing yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, yeah, I was definitely duped by this, wasn't I? <laughs> until until now, until right now this second. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Telling the hard truth From this podcast. Years. Does anyone else really want to play Wolfenstein right now? Oh, buddy. But did you see did you see how people were modding Doom onto every possible uh uh like no. device? So it was like people were playing it on like their watches and then they were playing it on uh calculators and then they were just <laughs> people just modded doom so it showed up on everything and my favorite version it was like a hot moment on the internet where everyone was just fucking with doom and um they made an all dust uh, um uh uh david hasselhoff version uh so every <laughs> every bad guy was david hasselhoff all the walls were pictures of david hasselhoff <laughs> they just modded the whole game so it's just david hasselhoff the internet's so silly. Did the bad guys do the Baywatch run. I found. I, that's oh, great question. I, um, I found. I heard this. The other, apparently, there's a phone number that you can call, and it's called Call and Oats. And when you call, <laughs> it's just like a voicemail me messaging. Now. Give me this phone number right now. And Give they go. And they right go. I'll find it. They go. Well, welcome to Call and Oats. Press one for this song. Press two, and you just you call it. Then you just vibe out to a Hall and Oats song, depending oh on. Oh my god! Yeah, there, it is. Yeah, if you pick up your phone and call seven one nine two six Oats. Oh, I'm not in the states. If I'm that's so I'm in the silly. States, we're calling Call and Oats. Oh my god, this is fantastic. Seven one nine two six six two eight three seven. I think. Yeah. That's so um, silly. That's so funny. There are a variety of hotlines you can call, and I am on the website listing them. Let's go through them now. Okay, Colin Oates is so fun. Oh no, this one is actually so serious. The exis- Oh my god, the existential crisis hotline. Chris, call them. What? Uh, what do they do? Does it explain, or is it just the name? 
I need more. It does explain. There's dial a poem. What qualifies uh, as by, an existential crisis? Set up by a, can, a Canada-based artist named Meg Rabbit. The existential crisis hotline is lovely and thoroughly designed to make you feel better about your own existence. Whether it's giving you a three-step program to change your uh, outlook, telling you to think about the extinction events uh, while you take a shower, or reminding you about how statistically lucky you are to even be alive, this hotline feels tailor-made for the world's current predicament, even though it's been around since 2018. What do you think about that, guys? That's, that's great, because it's I like think... all it does is they just like <laughs> zoom out. They're just like, in the grand scheme, crazy. Everything's fine. Yeah. What about dial a poem? Oh, that makes sense. Call it up and they just give you a random poem. Oh, Correct. That's kind of cool. Yeah. There's call the notes. Then we have Amy Langer's Random Thoughts, founded by a San Francisco neo-futurist. That sounds like she's secretly a fascist. Uh, uh, yeah. Neo-futurist theater group. After stepping down from her co-artistic uh, director position, she made this brilliant hotline. When I called, I listened to a thought-provoking passage complete with soothing uh, music about robots. It included C-3PO analysis, book recommendations, and some philosophical thoughts about how I, AI um, ultimately mirrors human behavior. Oh, my God. That's boring and terrifying. Oh, I, I read a thought about that. AI recently that like made me sad. But also made me laugh. Anxiety and dread. It was I no, I don't no. think no, it's the opposite. It was it was like maybe AI isn't brilliant, maybe we're just boring. And that's why it's so easy for this program to mimic us, is because there is nothing special about the this way is, we think or act. It is isn't just this kind of what I was saying. Very mappable. I think I said something about this on the show last week about uh the Turing test and how like did I did I say this on the show? I, as as always, I have no memory. We've forgotten of it completely. But yeah, you know, the Turing again. test is like a, a a measure of whether or not a computer can fool a person mm -hmm. into thinking that they are a person for a certain length of time. Um, and you know, this was sort of defined by Alan Turing in the 30s mm -hmm. or something. Some whenever Alan Turing was, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. And then as they went on, there were people trying to invent computers that would pass the Turing test. And then more and more computers started to pass the Turing test. And they realized that there was a fault in the in this concept, which was that most people couldn't pass the Turing test. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, we I suck. Love and the sooner up. we acknowledge it. Apparently, um, here's an existential of the uh, there's a podcast that I want to listen to about this actually after we get off from the uh from the Wall Street Journal, John. Um, and uh it's uh the CEO of ChatGPT. <laughs> I roll was, yeah. <laughs> was so pronounced. Like your Rupert eyes went back to your asshole. <laughs> can eat my fucking dick, the Wall Street Journal. Yeah, it's, tell me no. Yeah, it's no, shut from, the fuck up. No. But the, yeah, the yeah. CEO of ChatGPT is now terrified uh, of his oh, own technology. No, he's, he's like, he's I think loser. we have to shut this down. Um, um did I tell you why I read the Wall Street Journal, John? Because it's a it's a good thought, and everyone should consider uh, it. Go ahead. I'll do it for you, John. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm all for getting all sources of news. I really am. I think you should have a really mixed diet for all that sort of stuff. The Wall Street Journal, in particular, is so snide and shithead right wing. Like it's so like uh, according to scientists, 
you're a dickwad. Like, it's yeah, just there's like, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of articles that are like, you know who the real victims are? Landlords. And yeah. but um, <laughs> well, but here's here's why I read it. Yeah. Here's here's why I read it is because you know who makes all the decisions? Rich people. And the Wall Street Journal is the news rich people read. I think and so it makes sense to just stay up on what they're taking about, like staying up on what the people who disagree with you are thinking. But Um, also the ones who actively choose things to just know what kind of information is going into their their brains, I think is uh, an important context to the decisions that are made when you can see how it's going. Because if you don't understand that, then you can't change anything about it. Like you need you need to know where they're coming from and how their ideas formed to have any hope of altering being able them. To, yeah, being able to find a way into their brain space to lead yeah, them towards yours. Because the what is never as important as the why. You have to understand the why if you want to change the what. And so this is a good way of doing that. So that's why I subscribed. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. John's not on no. board. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're just trying to be contrarian and weird. You can get you the same information. No, he's just trying places. to win more arguments. Yeah. Oh, it's just so fucking irritating. Yeah. Also, the rich do not actually make that many decisions. I think Elon Musk's buying Twitter has proved that. They absolutely don't know what's going on. Do you understand? Like, they're really trying to affect a bunch of changes in society, and they're going about it the worst way possible. Like, of it's course just they not do. What, do you, what are you talking? You think they just go to lunch with politicians and don't make decisions? These I mean, they're trying. They, they are absolutely. But all of these rich people want fucking Donald Trump, G O N E, gone, and he is not. They I'm, I'm not saying. I'm not saying they're. Fu- I'm not saying they can do anything they want at all times. But I think it would be silly to say that they are not instrumental in a lot of policy decisions i think they're instrumental in a lot of policy decisions but i think reading the wall street journal isn't going to give you an insight into what they're doing i think it gives you an insight into what rupert murdoch wants you to read and it's just like fuck i am going to have to just slightly interrupt you guys can get back to your wall street journal argument Uh, but i i I will actually have to leave um where are you going i know i only got here for this bit of this episode but i have to go to work actually um <laughs> are you going to penzance are you a pirate goodbye don't, no don't break our hearts <laughs> goodbye actually, go it was a musical goodbye, reference Draggies. it was a musical no, reference that was us reaching out um i wonder what ashley that, does for a living we should ask i think she's she she didn't get the job at the distillery She's working on a show. She's doing um she's doing audio stuff. No, no, I actually I know I actually do know what it is. I was just making a joke about it. She just didn't say I know exactly where she's going. <laughs> I'm right, right? She's doing I, she's doing audio stuff on a show. I'm not wrong on that. It's no, you are slightly wrong. She's I just don't know. I just now don't want to say on the air because she didn't say. But I'll put it in oh, the chat afterwards and I feel smug. <laughs> <laughs> he just sent us a message. Um, I had to say that at the top. Sorry, I love you both. Oh, that's nice. Actually. Oh, that's very Here's nice. Here's what I just had to say about the. I just find the Wall Street Journal to be just so insane at this point. Like you literally, are, you're like, the sky isn't purple. Like it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, guys? I mean, I haven't, I haven't found it to be that far off, but I definitely disagree with almost all of their editorial positions. Um, oh my god! Like the point, but like, like but they, things like, like I remember reading um, on the cover like four years ago. 
that um, like a Chinese company had bought uh, one of the chains of pubs. Like what? It's not Weatherspoons, but it's akin to it. It was like Yates's or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was like, oh, the the UK economy is about to collapse. That's that's someone that's a billionaire who looked at it and went, what do they spend their money on? Where's it going? We want that money. And that's like that's that's a, that's an industry that you invest in when a, a recession is on its way. And that's a good point. And so it's good for stuff like that because it 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 it's canary in the coal mine business decisions. So I will you know, also I say like that you're that. probably reading that headline at the time in a post-Brexit world. So as much just as post, like I, just post. Yeah, I I I don't want to be rude. You also yeah. may have picked that up by osmosis because there was like eight other newspapers that weren't hiding it behind a, uh, a <laughs> shadowy pub business deal. Like the Guardian would just continually write. We are <laughs> fucked in a variety of different ways when it came to the economy post Brexit. Sorry to shit on your Wall Street Journal parade. Um, yeah, just don't read that newspaper. You should do what I do. Just get the Apple. Uh, oh no, you don't have an iPhone, so you don't nope. have the Apple News app with a nice aggregator and fuck up the algorithm. Also, here's what I'm gonna say about AI: none of those things can run without human um, assistance. And also, basically, all they've done is rewritten and made a better, faster Google at this point. Mm. It's not at the place that they're all talking about where it's at. And no. also, like, but also, we don't know where it's at because we only know the consumer facing part of it. That's true. So, but they know they know more where it's at than where. And there was like a, a big petition that was put out by like all the pioneers in tech or whatever. That's what they were calling themselves. I, I didn't actually look at the list, but they were like, hey, can we just for six months, just take a second to stop this just so we can gather like where we actually are, which makes me think that it's gone way past like the Bing search answers in their labs. And we just don't know about how far it's gotten. Like we're mm-hmm. all we see is the part they can sell and they can sort of make pretty for us. But there's other stuff going on in their labs. that's far beyond that. That's not finished. And it's not quite means tested, but is showing them something that they are worried about, which I think is worth taking on to a degree i think they should stop all of it i think it's all nonsense crapola and they should just stop doing it it doesn't make any sense it's not going to lead to any human improvement it's just going to be crypto again i don't know how it's going to be crypto but it's just going to end up being a scam that's what it's going to be but it's that it's that classic thing of like like something can be very bad and also be very good like in the the way that it's mapping genomes and finding cures for different diseases that we never would have thought of or mapping the universe in ways we didn't know or solving physics problems that we couldn't have done because of its insane computational power but it also could you know conservatives are actively making a conservative bot right now that's just going to be fascist um <laughs> and, and it's like a fascist ai sounds like a poor choice guys uh the so... things about the american electorate population that a couple of people are actually concerned with about within the um republican party and there are news articles about this not in the wall street journal and they should because this is actually where it should be read but you don't read the wall street journal you don't know that all you have is your aggregator I know I do pop in and out. I also like go through all the articles. And just yeah. every once in a while, I'm like, all right, let's see what these bastards have to say. Uh, no, but the uh, the Republican demographic or the right-wing demographic in a lot of countries are into, is in a real problem in five years because mm. a huge chunk of their voting block will then be just dead. And well, why, why, why do you think they're fucking with schools so hard? It's because they, they know the kids are growing up liberal, so they're just banning all, all liberal thought from their schools. Which also, That's why the they're way, doing what, it. What a better way 
to really encourage everyone to fall in love with the one punk girl who moves in from the other district? Like, what are you mm -hmm. doing? Have you not seen my journals? But it's I mean, also like, I mean, it works. I was, uh, you know, we were both raised in sort of conservative areas and we're both doing our best to be open-minded liberal dudes. But um, I definitely still have like weird thoughts in my head that pop up sometimes like, where the fuck did that come from? And I was like, oh, it's from being raised in a conservative culture oh my God, of course. and educated that way. So it's like, it lingers. It's one, the documentary that I think of right now that I think is like eerily applicable is, did you ever watch Jesus Camp? Absolutely. So that was like, there's the, the woman who runs it. What I love about that is it was terrifying. But the woman who ran the camp watched it and loved it. She's like, yeah, that's exactly what we're doing. And she says in it, she's like, there was theirs wasn't left versus right. It was Muslim versus Christian. That was their take on mm. it. And But they were like, Muslims are training their kids. So we got to indoctrinate, indoctrinate ours. And she just says it openly. She's basically like, this is... This is a brainwashing camp so that oh, our man, kids grow up to be the way we want them to be. And that's what they're doing in the schools right now. And they're hiding behind wokeness. Uh, yeah, they can't define it. You're absolutely right. But what is but also even... It's a real thing. <laughs> oh, no, you're absolutely right. It's Let's because they know demographically they're fucked. And that's why they're attacking they're schools. Oh, fucked. Yeah. I mean, the next two years in the United States is going to be fascinating. It's so interesting talking to people in... Because one of the things with the coasts is all the people that run away from those communities end up there mm. working at comedy clubs. So you hear the stories of the shit, like the amount of people I know that it, like have been in rooms with paintings of Jesus riding a dinosaur are so many more <laughs> than the amount of people I know that have mortgages. Like the amount of people I know that believe in the occult more than mortgages, the amount of people mm -hmm. that have been in rooms with paintings of Jesus riding a dinosaur more than mortgages. Like it's, I know... Two people with a mortgage is what I'm trying to say. And that's, ladies and gentlemen, that is why. Um, comedians should never be leaders. You know, just, you know, just remember that. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, comedians shouldn't be leaders. I also am going to say this. John Stewart is getting a lot of play on YouTube. I think John Stewart has a lot to answer for, for convincing people that people should get their news from comedians. Yeah, he, he have... ruined a generation of comedy. Yo, like he, with yeah, his heart in the right place his heart was in the right place he just he was too yeah. good at it and it fucked us yeah it was and like i really don't want to do it and i'm really happy i don't but jesus christ is it really just like the joe rogan podcast in many ways is a like mutant hell spawn of the daily show absolutely anyone, yeah. anyone can do it no no they can't man yeah i can't i can never remember who uh me. said it but it's Maybe. like it's this whole quote that i think about all the time and it was like just because you have a hammer doesn't make you a carpenter just because you have thought me. doesn't make you a philosopher and with me and you that's i think you know who i think i think it was uh it was tony hinchcliffe who said it um and tony hinchcliffe. No, <laughs> i think it was chris delgert no it was <laughs> i think big who j Elkerson. I think it was uh, I think it was DJ Lethal from Limp Bizkit. I think you're right. It was DJ Lethal, also of House of Pain. Which one do you think? Although, do you know how many records? I didn't realize how many records Limp Bizkit sold. Like one of those things where it's like you can make fun of Limp Bizkit, but you're like they're like how many? It's like sold 20 million albums in a month, and you're like, holy mother of God! <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were a big. I mean, someone when we were playing Name That Tune the other night, Olympus Break the guy put on Break stuff by Limp Bizkit. 
And he said, he was like, Limbiscuit, listen, it gets, they get a lot of hate. And I get that. But honestly, they defined a generation and changed a sound. They were like, they're like Nirvana for this. And I, and I immediately was like, no, they are not. That is Rage Against the Machine. And Limp Bizkit is, to use your example, Limp Bizkit is uh, the Joe Rogan podcast to Rage Against the Machine's Jon Stewart. Incorrect. Uh, Limp Bizkit is poison. Limp Bizkit is millenn- the millennial poison. The, uh, what hair metal is to poison, Limp Bizkit is to new metal in the late 90s. Like they're just so, the... who's, so who's the Nirvana of hair metal? New York Dolls? Uh, no, because they were punk. Kind- Kind of the new the Nirvana of heavy of heavy metal is Motley Crue, in that they're the band that created like basically created the genre and created the industry. In that like there's glam, mm. and then there's heavy metal, and then the people that combine it both are Motley Crue and they create hair metal. It's Motley Crue. I'm a hundred percent right about that. Everyone come at me, bro. I mean that feels right. I don't know enough about the genre, but that felt right. That was well explained. Good job. And what's weird and what's weird is Guns N' Roses was supposed to be the Nirvana of the early 90s, but then Nirvana out Nirvana them. How do you like that shit? I don't think that one was as good, but because cool. rock and roll always was getting more and more complicated and that getting more and more big and big and big in America mm-hmm. and never getting stripped down. And then grunge was the first time where it was like actually, no, we're gonna detune this a little bit and it's just gonna be Oh yeah, and like I remember, I was—I can't remember who I was listening to, but they were talking about um, the drummer from Guns N' Roses and it being just really stripped down. And this drummer specifically changed their kit from thirty toms and a hundred cymbals down to a kick, a snare, and a cymbal because of the drummer from Guns N' Roses. Matt Sarm, did he really do that? Interesting, because I know that Dave Grohl has now gone on to explain the drum sound for Nirvana was super unique because he was just doing disco drumming. Mm-hmm. I love that like, clip. I love that clip where he's so explaining funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> and you hear it and you're like, yeah, it's hip hop beats. Like it's literally just like they're just so defined of like, oh yeah, that's why it was so catchy. Yeah, Holy just great shit, breaks. Dave Grohl. Yeah. God damn yeah. it, do you know how to write a song? Well, you know who else knows how to write a song? Uh David Hoare, who wrote the outro song for this Troggies. We will see you next Sunday. We love you. Bed. Eat my butt. Bye. Fuck you podcast listeners penis into her vagina that's all and that's called sexual intercourse some people call it having sex so the man passes the sperm to the woman and now his sperm is in her wondering if a mistake could be made you still haven't ended the broadcast oh god damn it